Hey, hey, welcome back to Stub Me Down. My name is JW, and of course, as always, I'm here with my best friend and co-host Skinny, who I have not yet had a chance to talk about Fish's announcement of playing Sphere. It's not The Sphere, Skinny, it's Sphere in Vegas in April. Skinny, how you doing, brother? Say hello to the people. Good to see you. Anything with one name. It's like when Prince tried to change his name to a symbol. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it goes with like Zamfir. The Sphere. Zamfir. Yeah. Well, no, it's not the. Everybody keeps saying the, but it's Sphere. Uh, I don't really care, man. We're not going to be able to make that show. I'm looking forward to the fest. You know, I've, I've seen them out in Vegas. I'm super lucky to be able to see them out there. It was great during that Halloween run. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even thinking about that show right now, man. I'm too busy. It's just ridiculous. Well, you know, Fish is really, they've really got me in the wallet. <laughs> they uh, don't have to. <laughs> I know, but it's its a compulsion, I guess. I don't want to call it an addiction because I... It's an addiction. I, I, I mean, aside from the hole in my bank account, it's not like harming my life or my relation well maybe my parents uh, <laughs> maybe that relationship but uh we put in for a couple of nights we're gonna try and get out there but with the festival the do over festival in delaware new year's coming up i'm a little bit nervous that when they have the on sale it's gonna be charity platinum again and tickets are gonna be fucking five hundred dollars to sit in the worst seats in the building i'm not laughing at you but you really are on that that whole thing i really am and i i will die on the hill do you know really honestly and this was not something planned that i I had to go off on a tangent about today i was really just wanted to to talk about i think it's cool that they're playing there and i think it's crazy um how much money i'm probably going to spend on fish in 2024 Aside from that, the thing that really bothers me about this whole discrepancy in the ticket prices is that the mail order ticket prices for fish tickets by mail are reasonable, right? Like face value or whatever you want. Right. You could, you know, you can get in the building for 150 bucks. Which is what it should be. Like, I, yeah. Right. And you know what? I would even say because of the venue and, you know, stuff like that, maybe going up to like $200 for, you know, the cheap ticket, I, I could be happy with. Right. But that's mail order. When it comes to the on sale, it's not going to be $150 or $130 or whatever the cheaper prices are. It's going to be. And I don't know this, but I can only assume that they're going to follow the model that they've been doing for MSG, a four-night run indoors. This is a preferred venue. They will sell charity platinum tickets because of the circumstances and where they're playing. And I just don't think it's fair to, if you're lucky enough to get a ticket from the lottery... To be in a better financial position than somebody who did the same thing, put in from the lottery, but then now has to fight the, you know, the crowd on on sale day and then get thanked for doing that by paying four times or three times the ticket that the fish tickets by mail person did at the original price <laughs> <laughs> at the original <laughs> price point, like you know, 
origin of purchase, right? It's not secondary. Charity Platinum's not secondary, right? And then at the same time, they're going to hit us up for Mockingbird Foundation and Divided Sky Foundation, which are all great causes. Please don't get me wrong. I love supporting those things when I can. You can't call a ticket Charity Platinum and charge three times the ticket price. People are doing what they can. There's an expenditure that goes above and beyond like it's not like money that you're finding in your couch right and so to take advantage i think of our generosity and our interest in the band by jacking up ticket prices for you know these special events and then offering them at the same time to other people for what we would consider face value and then on top of that asking us to fund their charities i don't know man it just it just that bothers me a little bit you know what bothers me is when you're trying to say price point you sounded like you were trying to learn how to read <laughs> you know what i didn't have it written down in my notes anyway skinny i digress <laughs> that's all it's all good i know you've talked about that before and and uh you know I, I get it. I, that's why I'm trying to temper expectations all the time when it comes to entertainment. So I think maybe that's what we should do. I need to do. <laughs> you're that. on a. <laughs> you're on a roll. <laughs> I'm on a roll. I mean, I I was on the inaugural Work Plus Sunday Morning Show to talk about this because it was right after the MSG on sale and. I know I'm a subscriber. I want the, the conversation now is oh you know it's not you know everything is pretty fair. The online conversation is that the ticket prices right now are pretty fair because everybody's looking at it from fish tickets by mail and not through Ticketmaster on sale. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. This is one that, man, please, God, I hope I'm wrong because um, I would love it if there were just actually normal priced, reasonably priced tickets for the on sale because I'm sure that fish tickets by mail is going to be denied central. Yeah, probably. Skinny. Today is Season 5, Episode 2 of Stub Me Down, Man. We had an amazing conversation to kick off Season 5 with Ashley Driscoll from Groove Safe. And she stubbed us down on a pretty important show, I think, in kind of the the recent history of Fish. It was the first show of the quote-unquote 4.0 era. On July 28th, 2021, in uh, Rogers, Arkansas, and it was the band's first show since Mexico 2020. It was 520 days that since they had played in front of an audience. That's all you got to say about that show. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I, I think I carry a little bit of a different opinion than maybe the, the, the mainstream with this one. I thought it was a great show for what it was. I thought it was a better tour opener than anything we could have expected out of a tour opener considering the emotion and energy surrounding this particular show sure more importantly and even aside from the show you know we got to talk to ashley about groove safe the work that that organization is doing educating fans on everything from how to identify ways to intervene if you see some sort of situation that doesn't seem right or if there's something more blatant, sexual assault, sexual harassment, anything like that, so that we can all go to shows and be cool and chill and nobody has to worry about anything other than having a good time. Entertainment is a space where you should be able to feel a little bit free without all these worries, right? But that doesn't also mean that 
inhibitions and things that you obviously can't control because you're not in the right state of mind, that doesn't mean that you are free to do that. So I think that was the, the balance there is like how to try to intervene, how to help people, which, you know, as a teacher, as you are a teacher, it's, that's kind of like in our DNA to, to be helpful and support people. Um, and that's what Ashley's doing and educating at the same time. So she was really great in many ways and, you know, to shed light on her organization, which I thought the best part was I don't want people to come to the table. I want people to be entertained and go out and have a good time and not have to worry or like talk to somebody about a, an issue or a situation that just occurred and how they're not partially traumatized, traumatized by it. Um, maybe not at the time, but obviously later or after they can like process the event and things like that. So very knowledgeable and super nice and super awesome person. So if you see Ashley out there working, like tell her, you listen to us and tell her, you know, we love her. She, she just does a great job. And I, I'm really proud of like the work that she does. It's awesome when you meet somebody and you don't even really know them, but you know that the work they're doing is, is super awesome. So shout out to Ashley, shout out to Groove Safe. Um, check them out, ask questions. Yeah, for sure. The thing that struck me the most about that conversation was uh, at one point I said, you know, you've given up a little bit of fish. A lot to do this a lot of fish i mean especially if you're like at an indoor show like she'll be at the garden like she's on the concourse she's not like in the arena seeing the band seeing the lights um she has given up a a a big piece of that to do this and i think that that really exemplifies how important the mission is and i know that she was impacted personally on multiple occasions and that has kind of driven her desire to help alleviate this type of problem and you know the other thing that i i felt hopeful about was like her mission is to go out of business basically right to to be to the point where going to shows is a safe and shared experience for all i think that that's something we can all help her with and that i think if we want to be the community that we claim to be that we're supportive and respectful and we take care of our own that trying to Take some of the information that Groove Safe is promoting and putting out there and, and putting it into practice and making sure that people feel safe and also that people that might be targeting people or might have, you know, designs to do shit like this at a show, maybe think twice because they saw, oh man, you know, people here are gonna say something to me, they're gonna intervene and it's not worth the trouble. That's a worthy mission, and um, uh, you know you're you're a hundred percent right. You, you know we don't know these people as far as a, a long time friendship or experience of interacting, but you can tell you know who the good ones are. That piece of her really giving up this thing that she loves to try to make it a better place for people. I mean that's I mean that's pretty fucking crazy. You know, I would I, I could never do something like that. I'm like, you know, skinny. When are we getting there? You're like, I'm already in line. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm not messing with anybody. I'm just yeah, trying to get like, to my I fucking just want to get seat. to the seat. Get me a beer. Like time my pisses. Like we have right. a much different mindset, you know, when we go to a show than um, than she does. And uh, so a lot of respect for her and a lot of gratitude today. Skinny. 
we're going to shift gears a little bit. I think this is going to be a fun one. So we do have a guest today, Skinny. It's actually our first repeat guest for episode 51. And we had so much fun with this dude the first time around that we just thought, Having him come back on, talk about some more music that he has been to would be awesome. So it gives us, Skinny, a great pleasure to invite into the stage. You're saying this really slow. Well, I was pushing the buttons on here, but we are inviting Jake Jolivet, Jake Jolly, back to Stub Me Down. I don't see him yet. I don't see him yet. Let's see. He might have had to jump. There he is. There he is. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I feel uh, very, uh, very special to be the first re- repeat guest. I, I mean, do you guys piss people, a lot of people off, or do you not have? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Look, man, we're still working on the video portion of this, but honestly, like we're fifty-one episodes into this goddamn thing, and we have a technical issue every single time jake how you doing brother welcome into stummy down thanks so much for joining us again i i know i didn't think after you know my loveness of character zero that i would have been asked out asked back again so so i didn't think it would ever happen but it did so it's very good (laughs) i will share that jake is since we have met Jake and hung out when we recorded our first episode, Jake was on season three, episode one. He stubbed us down on a fish show from the LA Forum in October of 2021. Great show. A lot of fun to talk about that. But ever since that conversation, (laughs) Jake has been trolling me about character zero. And if you don't know, Jake is a producer at Fox Sports, so he has a pretty broad reach. And so the Bengals just won the couple weeks ago. They beat uh, who did they beat? Um, when you posted the, uh, it was a while back because they haven't won in a while. So, Sedley, yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was after the Buffalo Bills game. Maybe I don't know. Yes, it might have been the Buffalo Bills. It was a video of. The Bengals dancing in the locker room to character zero. And he put that on and tweeted it out and tagged Stummy down. And that thing got like 110,000 views. And so now there's all sorts of people that follow the Cincinnati Bengals that, first of all, actually thought that they were playing character zero in the locker room. That's the funny part. That's the, the comments <laughs> under that post, dude, were epic. <laughs> oh my god, deservedly so. There, oh, oh there, there were right. some funny <laughs> ones, um, and yeah. of course, <laughs> the running joke of uh, my love for character zero um, <laughs> is one that has shined through. Now, I will also mention, in full disclosure. Jake being from Cincinnati, he's also a Reds fan. And when they started really leaning more heavily into the interleague play and all the teams are playing everybody once a year, two years ago, Skinny thought it would be a great idea to... (laughs) It was a great idea. ...offer up an annual bet every time the Baltimore Orioles played the Cincinnati Reds. And so far, the O's are 0-2. Yeah. Well, I think it was... No, I think we got swept... Well, not this year, but last year I think we got swept, and then this year it was two to one. Yeah, those are tough games too because we won the first one. They were good games. Yeah, yeah, 
who who's the guy you guys have that got called up in the beginning of the season? Kind of like uh, De La Ellie De La Cruz. Oh, that that guy can play baseball like it's yeah you know yeah he was he was on his hot streak uh, when we when they uh, when they went down there but. But he got me. He got, he got me back on the Ravens. Though, so I owe, now a Cincinnati package. Got to go down the other way. Yeah, I knew I should. I knew I shouldn't have bet that one, but I did. <laughs> well, and the the funny thing is, is that I'm not in on that one because I'm not a Ravens fan. So, if the Bengals play the Commanders anytime soon, I'll just automatically mail you whatever it is that we bet on. <laughs> well. Yeah, and also full disclosure, Josh runs the Stubby Down account like it's a fucking Commander's account, and I'm hey. ooh ooh dissension <laughs> dissension. He gets a little salty. <laughs> wow! If you tweet something about the Ravens, I'll retweet it. I am that. okay. <laughs> I don't run that account. Sure. He does. He doesn't complain when I tweet about the Orioles no, from the Stubby Down. That's account. different. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I was at that game, Jake, and you probably would have had a chance with uh, Burrow in there, but. You think they were hiding that injury? I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. Like it's it is weird where he comes off the plane with a picture of the uh Thumb brace on his wrist. Way. Yeah, and people are like going crazy and then I'm like I'm like, whatever, it's nothing, whatever. But that I mean it's nothing I think it's nothing different than Jalen Hurts walking in to every game with some knee brace on. Um that he hasn't worn before, and he's never turned up on an injury sure. report. And this is why Bill Belichick would always famously put Tom Brady on the injury report, no matter what. Yeah, if he was hurt or not, because he was really probably hurt. Yeah, well, you know? no, exactly, just in case. Because so it's just kind of I don't know. I get I get how the NFL is like gambling. They want to make it for gambling, but uh, I don't think there's much to that. So well, you've tweeted a lot, and I've seen that like don't bet on this league. I don't know how people bet on it. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, it's just – I mean, my I do fantasy football pretty much. I guess that's sort of betting, but uh, – Yeah, we do that. Yeah. But it's just – if you watch as a fan, like the last like five minutes of a game, the wild momentum swings that are directly involved with flags is just crazy. And it's, it's just yeah. – Happened during that ravens Yeah, it happens. I mean, it happened last night. Or it happened in the Bengals. It happened – I was at in the Eagles game. I was in uh, Philadelphia. It happened a couple times there. Now that sometimes it doesn't matter, the team just goes on to win it. But it's just, uh, it's just the momentum sweep. Yeah. Again, at the end of the Chiefs game, there was a bunch of stuff too. Yeah, I was gonna say that Packer. Yeah, exactly. That last two minutes is not is not good. And I don't. I'm not saying that it's fixed. Uh, <laughs> the referees are in on it or anything like that. I'm not saying that. That's I'm easy. just saying. Yeah. Yeah. The the rule book is just ridiculously thick and it's so vague there's so many judgment calls it's impossible not to just see how the momentum swings go uh i guess if you bet and you, it goes your way it's great but if not it's just it's, it's a pain so that's why i say i don't know how people bet this league i really don't I, I just would it's it's uh that would give me a heart attack the only time i'd like we were at uh in vegas at the bellagio betting football didn't hit shit Right. And the ones that I picked, Rodgers was playing with Green Bay at Detroit. I'm like, easy. You know, the spread was like four and a half. Lost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, they'll cover that. Fucking Aaron Rodgers, no way. And they, like, played a shit game. I'm like, what's going on here? And my wife was like, yeah, don't ever bet again. <laughs> it's not one of my vices. That's part of it. I mean, NFL is a week-to-week league, no matter what. For sure. I mean, it's, it's good and bad. Unless you're the commander. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But you I mean you even had you had a couple of weeks. But just, I, I, do you like your quarterback there? You like Sam Howell? 
you gotta get him some protection. But... Um, you know what? I, I mean, this isn't a sports show. I got yelled at for talking too much sports online. <laughs> it is today. Yeah. I fucking love my quarterback, by the way. Just yeah. so you know, you better you better wrap <laughs> him up because he's about the only one left in the AFC. So. I know. To be honest, I am. It's tough to even use the phrase cautiously optimistic because of the last 30 years. I would like to give him a full (laughs) season of a reasonable offensive line protecting him. Because I think he's got the arm. I think he's got the ability to read the defenses. I think he's got the escapability and he can shift a pocket. And I I think he can make some plays with his legs. But... He ain't doing shit if he is getting sacked in two seconds. That offensive line. It's yeah. amazing that that football team used to be like hang their hat on the offensive line. And that was their signature for decades. And the Hogs. It hasn't been yeah. for decades. <laughs> and it hasn't been for decades. And I mean, look. Trent Williams was their best player in a generation, and they fucked it up and hid. <laughs> he had cancer, and then he, you know, they shipped him off to San Francisco for what, like a conditional? He won you know, the lottery, fifth round pick or something. <laughs> it's the same thing with Chase Young. Is that you know? what it was? Is that how bad it was? It was wow. something ridiculous. Maybe. Wow. maybe uh, don't quote me on a conditional fifth. It was not fair market value for somebody of his talent. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's the best, one of the best, yeah, he's the best tackle in the league right now. I mean, much. he's easily, yeah, top two. Redskins got, a, or sorry, Commanders, Washington football team. I'm sorry, whatever. They got like a bunch of kicking tees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think Howell could, I think he's got potential. And I mean, look, when he was a junior at, Carolina, everybody was like, oh, he's a first-round prospect. But then he had a little bit of a rough senior year, and he dropped. And either way, it it ain't going to matter if they can't stop the other team from scoring points, which that was supposed to be their strength, and they obviously um, have had 90 points hung on them in the last two games. And, you know, so uh, honestly, I'm encouraged because of new ownership. I like Josh Harris. I think that he has Mm -hmm. patience and I think that he has the ability because he's done it with the Devils and the Sixers to bring in some people that can evaluate talent and that can maybe build a structure that can be competitive for the long haul. That's the end of the commander's rap. (laughs) That's the now. I also hope that Magic Johnson has a little bit of say and says, "Let's get rid of this stupid fucking name and find something and just you know, let's just clean slate, start with this, and you know, kind of go from there." But um, you know, right now, I will also before we um, move on. Oh my God! Still yeah. more commanders talk. <laughs> No, 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 no. I just, I just want to let everybody know that I ended Christian's fantasy football playoff hopes this past weekend because Lamar Jackson was on a bye. But, Skinny, I need you to beat Jimbo and Billy this week. Good week-end, luck. Right? I probably will because I think Lamar's going to go nuts against the Rams at please, home. Please, please do. <laughs> I love Many it. Thanks I love and salutations. Did you know who was working Washington, Miami? Because um, one of the commercial outros was cross-eyed and painless. We're doing set list comparison. I was going to ask him who the MVP was. (laughs) Yeah, no, I like that's a good question. Um, I think I do know who's working, and I don't. I wouldn't. 
He's a guy that would never even know. He probably didn't know that was even play. That was probably an audio engineer. What was it? It was it was the Talking Heads version. Um, you know, obviously, just to be clear. Okay. But my point is is that from your, it seems to me, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but from your professional input on music, and I know that that's a, just a small part of your job, <laughs> right. but obviously the one that means the most to us yeah, right now. It's the best part. Um, the music being put into these broadcasts has i feel like exploded to as it should as it should i i think to baseball i think i mean it's not even just fox Mm -mm. sports like you see it on you know the other channels that there is a it feels like a more thoughtful selection in the music and it's more noticeable and i don't really ever remember that prior to I don't even know. Like, what was the Super Bowl that you did with the the tweezer? We talked about that. That was 2017, I think. It was a Houston. It was in Houston. Yeah. It was a 28-3. That was a Falcons Patriots right. uh, game. Yeah. So, so really, my point here is that you have kind of kicked off a trend of really being more conscious of what the bumper music is yeah i i will say nbc sunday night football uh i forget the guy's name but he's been doing it for a while he would he, he would never go out of his little 10 or 12 songs that he'd always use but they used to they would they would get recognized for their outro music their bumpers to break um he put some thought into it and it was it was not in literally we we're we we're all at Fox. We we're like, why can't we do that? Like, you know, this is, that was really how it started. We should be able to do that. We should be able to, you know, so I, I would give them a little, probably the more, they're probably like the uh, grandfather, if you want to say of it. But I do think that since it's gotten picked up steam with, within this community, big time, it's gone from zero to 60 in like hmm. five seconds ever since the, this community has uh, picked up on it. Fucking nerds. And it just shows, show these, these, you know, but there's, we're sports fans. I think this, like our demo, a fish jam band demo, I think is pretty much a sports fan demo as well. It's pretty much right down. It's pretty much mirrored. I think. I mean, we all like to tailgate. <laughs> yeah. Tail, I mean, no, it's tailgate. It's music. It's, you know, we're sort of in that same age, age range a little bit. And it's just, and we're we are we're tuned to music so you could be at a party or something watching the game but you hear something you go, oh I heard, what was that so it doesn't you know you don't listen to the announcers you hear this but you hear the song yeah. break so recognition is interesting yeah yeah exactly exactly so that's the cool part right you hear shakedown going into a commercial you're like wait is that what how much has the support and response that you receive on the socials, like, does that, I mean, that's got to be, like, motivating for you to, like, kind of come up with, you know, other things or even maybe, like, some obscure pieces? Like, how how does that kind of inform your planning when you're getting ready for, a, you know, for a game? It, it does a little bit. It's always fun if you have a couple little... Uh... If you think in your mind, uh, little Easter eggs that you've picked out, hey, I wonder if, who's going to catch on to this one or who's going to do this. And, you know, they, you know, nine times out of ten, someone will. It's like, oh, yeah, and, you know, but it's also, um, I mean, I love Twitter. Twitter to me is like a, I know 
Twitter has a, outside of sports and music, it has a, a lot of problems. But for me, it's like a, it's a sports bar. It's a sports bar to me because you're, you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> and if you treat it as that, like my, my, yeah. luckily my algorithm is pretty much just sports music. Um, and then I, I, you know, you just have to mute or get away. You have to really manipulate your algorithm so you don't get caught in all the other crap. But, but I love, you know, reading the comments and picking up on what, you know, what people say or what they think, the you know, shit, like right, the Bengals yeah. players are zero. I like, you know, I was like, it's, it's beyond me how they really thought that they were blaring character zero. <laughs> and then some guy, some guy is getting mad at me. He's like, that's a fake, you know, that's not real. I was like, of course it's not real. <laughs> so that to me is the fun part that it's the, really the fun part of what this is going on and just anything. That's why I love college football. College football just lends itself to just the wacky, the zany. And I'm a big believer. We take sports way too serious. Even at thought, like, you know, I don't think we should be in suit and ties. And I think it should be. Do you have to wear a suit and tie when you're in the trailer? No, no, just the, oh. the announcers. I just, oh, I, okay. I feel like it's just, you know, we, they look like some people look like they're selling me insurance or something. I'm not saying you wear a t-shirt and jeans. I'm just saying, just wear, you know, Show some personality. You guys, you're not robots up there. You know, it's not life or death. It's not, you know, we've turned into this analyst driven where it's like everyone, the single high safeties and their gaps, please. It's like, ah, that just, I wish we could swift shift back to the having fun and just, you know, it's a game, serious game, but it's, I think there's a definitely a line you can, uh, you can tow and the music is a good part. Yeah. Of yeah. 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 I, I definitely think that like I, you see a lot of fans, in the stands, like in the videos, I have to mute that stuff too. Like the fights and stuff. Yeah, I hate it's that. Like, yeah, come exactly. On, I, yeah, it's you're not playing. Right. <laughs> you know I mean? Exactly. You're playing with jail time, but I mean, <laughs> you're not playing. I mean, I love Lamar, but I'm more right. of like, ooh, ah, oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't believe a guy can do what he does on a field. You yeah. Know I mean, like. Just like a field of play, it's just amazing to watch his, his athleticism and the way that he can move an offense up and down the field. It's like he's a running back. It depends on him. I know. I did like I did two of his games in college, and it was it was beyond me why he was not getting drafted higher. I was like, I don't understand what we're what we're looking at here. I know he's not the best passer yet, but he can get it done. And if he's not passing, he's running. But you got guys in Baltimore. I swear to. I shit you not. They're wearing purple camouflage yeah, pants talking about how he's not that good. Like, and I'm like, the yeah. Heisman Trophy. Please, please shut the fuck up. Yeah. Well, you got, you have, you have Steeler fans. You have Steeler fans talking about how, how bad Mike Tomlin is. It's like, are you like, the dude's never had a record under. He say he hasn't had a losing right. season. He's never and, been under yeah. 500. That's crazy. Exactly. It's, it's like, how. Uh, it's just, it's right. just funny. That's fandom. Fun. Um, that's fandom. Right. I mean, so it's, that's you know, it, it, is. it is fun, but there is, there's gotta be a line between it's fun and all right, dude, like you're 260 pounds and you've had fucking 15 beers and now you're going to try and swing on me because my team just scored a touchdown, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, 15, <laughs> you know, and that's By one thing, Jake, like, you said like using the music it does make it more fun like it it's such a small seemingly small piece of it especially yeah. if you're 
either a casual football fan or a casual music fan and you don't really pay attention to those things. But when they play or you play or any of the music spots are something that is in what, you know, for the most part now and, and, you know, maybe less so now, but is like a little bit of a niche genre, you know, and you're hearing Goose and Fish and the Grateful Dead on these. Widespread. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's really cool. And it, it makes it the viewing experience just a little bit more entertaining yeah. than you know them playing like the injury music on Fox. My oldest daughter thinks it's kind of cool. My oldest daughter thinks I'm like, hey, that's Jake. Yeah, she's like, what do you mean? Or just some yeah, nondescript. He's yeah, producing this good. show, and that's like he puts that music in that Daddy likes <laughs> that I play in the car all the fucking. Yeah. Time. I'm like, I know that guy. <laughs> exactly that's so fun that's great jake today you are going to be pulling the ticket stub for us so if you are new to stub me down welcome in thanks for joining us the premise of the show is that skinny and i over the years have seen a lot of concerts and what we do is we select a ticket stub at random from the shows we've seen and we use that concert as a jumping off point to talk obviously about the music but our friendship the funny things that happen along the way and we bring in guests to stub us down based on their musical experiences jake stubbed us down on a fish show his first time on the show i think this one might be different skinny you got anything else before we uh get into today's show yeah i'm kind of disappointed we didn't just keep talking about sports you can work in as many sports analogies metaphors or whatever you need over the duration of this not enough sports podcasts out there i'm sure I was thinking we should change the format. <laughs> there you go. Already a format change. Look, I'm already starting a side podcast about people's music collections. You can start a side podcast about there you go. sports. And <laughs> you... <laughs> sports. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we barely have time for this one. <laughs> All right, Jake Jolivet, are you ready to stub me and skinny down today, brother? I am. All right, on. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna stub you guys down to a Goose concert. It was September 28th at the Wiltern in Los Angeles, California. This past fall. How many did we do last season? Yeah. Three. This is our fourth Goose show, bro. I'm going to Goosemas this weekend at the Hampton Coliseum, the Mothership. This episode will come out after that, so I will just say that holy shit, man, Goose at the Mothership was fucking awesome. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I know. I'm, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be fun. I'll be at a wrestling tournament <laughs> coaching. <laughs> cool. Have fun. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> who's, who's San Fran playing this week? Yeah, I'll be in San Francisco. I'll be in San Ooh. Francisco. Are you doing a Baltimore game when they go out there? They're playing Seattle. That's not a Fox game? Whatever. This is a music podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I actually hold on before we get into this goose show, Jake. I have a question. Oh, uh, see, now we're talking more sports. I love it. <laughs> because it used to be that NFC was on Fox, and if the home team was NFC, then it was a Fox game. If the visiting team was AFC, it was Fox. If it was a 
home game for the AFC, it was CBS. If an NFC team was visiting an AFC team, that was on CBS, and then whatever ESPN doesn't didn't have. I think that's flip. I think you is like if the Cowboys went to Cincinnati, that would be that would be on Fox. That would be on that Fox. would be on Fox. Yes. Okay. If the way team is NFC going to an AFC team, that would usually be a Fox. That what used to be a Fox game. Okay, so it's the team that travels. Yeah. That was the. We indicator. used to do some Cincinnati games when the Packers would go in there. We've done a couple games like that way. But now it doesn't seem like it's that way anymore. No, it's not. As you know, the NFL they will sell anything to anyone, <laughs> money wise. So they have come up with something. Just it's called cross flexing between the, the networks, and it's just a way that. Um, and it's I'm not ripping them. It's smart by them, but it's uh. Well, it gives them more control of the schedule, right? Gives them control, but they're also anting up for CBS, who gets more NFC big games, big NFC East game, or Philly, like I, uh, you know, the Eagles game or whatever. So theory was supposed to be, if they, if CBS takes a good NFC game from us, we have to get a, a like in value a, uh, AFC game from them. Usually doesn't work out that way, but um, it's just a way they draw they they could drum up, but the rights fees and it it helps. If a good, uh, you know, if there's a good one o'clock game on Fox, but CBS has the uh, double header, I'll try and get in the weeds here for you. They have the double header that Sunday. No, no, this is this is great information. If the CBS has a double header on a Sunday at four twenty-five, but Fox and Fox doesn't, so but Fox has a really good one o'clock game, and CBS does not have a good like the teasing went out injuries, and they don't have a good one. In theory, they will switch that. And make sure like the the doubleheader game gets a wider audience. It's just a bigger game. Gotcha. Because the one o'clock game is a regional game, which just goes to parts of the country. Sure. Doubleheaders go to about ninety percent of the country. So it's just it's a way to you know to make sure the best games always to the widest audience. Gotcha. So and it's a way to jack up the price. Sure. I sure. <laughs> I gotta select like tour openers in different cities. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. That. I like that. I like that. But then there's all sorts of flexing. You know, Sunday night can flex. Monday night can flex. I believe they've already... Oh, yeah, they just did it for the first time, right? I think it's, yeah, the Seahawks-Eagles, uh, I yeah. think. That was a Fox game. So that was a Fox game. So it's a good example for you. So then you'll get another... So Fox will get another game back. The, exactly. The game was the Chiefs at the Patriots, you know, early on in the year. Before the season comes out, all right. Sounds like a good game. Mahomes going to New England Bob against Belichick. But now it's a terrible game. So that shouldn't go. So Fox gets that one. And then Monday night we'll get uh, the Eagles and Seahawks. Okay. So. But then will they try to make it up for Fox on the back end by giving them a, like a better matchup? Or it doesn't matter because that's been moved to like, you no. know, whatever. one. Everyone will want. It's funny. Like everyone's going to jockey uh, for the Cowboys playoff game. That'll be the biggest. Well, there'll only be one. Exactly. Well, that's why it's a big jockey. Exactly. <laughs> if you two guys figured out like cross pollination or something, you could fucking feed the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is, there is like a. It's kind of funny because there is a world where people like are kind of wondering how to go it, but that's that. That's how it is. I mean, I'm probably missing a lot of it. I'm probably there's also we have a whole department of research that does all that stuff. Oh, so I'm probably yeah, missing. Um some stuff so yeah i was just i was just a, a, always i would like i was watching i was like oh you know what let me ask him about that yeah could you imagine fit could you imagine yeah fish fish flexing out of a set list you know they don't. right <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
That's what I was going to like. We're going to flex out of St. Louis. We're actually going to throw you a curveball. We're going to be playing Cleveland to three nights. Well, Skinny, (laughs) you'd flex out of Charleston night three if you could. (laughs) I would. I'd flex that to uh, the first night of 16 Vegas because we were flying in. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good. That was a good show, though. Even though yeah, we I missed that there. golden age. See? All right. Well, so as Jake said, he's going to be talking about a Goose show from the Wiltern in Los Angeles on their summer tour. So Goose has been a pretty busy band. I won't give all of the numbers for Goose, but they played a twenty-show fall tour in the U.S. And then an 11-show European tour uh, in the month of November. They've got Goosemas coming up in uh, at the end of this week. So, I mean, you're talking 30 shows. Well, thir- it'll be 35 shows, or excuse me, 33 shows. Math is not my strong suit. 33 <laughs> shows from essentially the beginning of September to the first, second weekend of December. So... This was not your first Goose show, Jake? This is, this no. is my third. 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 Okay. Now, I want to ask a little bit about the Wiltern because I was looking at some pictures online. Obviously, I've never been out there. That is a pretty small room. I mean, the, the numbers online said it's less than 2,000 people, 1,800 people or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, it's an old theater, like built in 1930. Skinny, it was similar when I first saw the pictures, it looked like the Warner in D.C. Mm. And so I actually did like kind of like a side-by-side comparison, and they're pretty similar. Similar capacity. I watched video of it online. I mean, there's plenty of it. The Warner was built a couple years earlier, 1924 to 1930. Um, so similar size, similar layout, like those old school theaters. So can you talk a little bit about the room, where you were, and stuff like that for this one? Yeah, it's very cool. Um, I've seen a lot of shows there. Uh, it's one of the places when I first moved to L.A. that I wanted to definitely check out. Um, it's kind of what you said. It's old. It's an old movie theater. So it's, you know, it's got that, you know, the old school balcony, really high ceilings and it's just you walk in, you feel like you're, you know, you just walked in, you got your ticket, you're going, going to see a movie. You know, the concessions are right here. Concessions looks like they're, you know, you're getting popcorn and all that stuff. And uh, it's just, it's, you know, bathrooms are downstairs and it's just, it's just, you can kind of, and I will say this, uh, not to go off, but at Los Angeles is filled with those type of arenas, those old school movie theaters. There's, there's been a, a boom of especially downtown LA of these of all these construct of uh, these companies a lot of rec- uh, like uh, Ticketmaster not, or like Live Nation they go they've gone in and refurbished some of these really old school movie theaters or, and they brought in some cool little bands uh, to see it and it, it's a it's a cool night out to see you know some of these old theaters and the Wiltern is kind of the granddaddy I think because I think that's the biggest. But there's all sorts of other ones like that, so it's 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 pretty cool. So we got to, you know, we were in there. I, I will say, I got, I I had like an artist pass, which was very cool. That's why I was very excited to see this show. Oh. Yeah. So um, it was from. It's just the people you meet, you know, because of this. It's from a guy I met. Uh, he's originally from Ohio, but he, you know, he found me online, and so we got, we met, we hung out, and he knows one of the managers that's on the the crew, the touring crew. She's from, she is from Cincinnati. Her name is Sam. And she, uh, they connect, we connected and I said, I'd be out and I'd love to come out to see it when you guys come to LA. And she said, no problem. So it was great. So 
we got there. We got there late because my cousin was coming in, but his flight was delayed. So that's a whole other story. I was a little ticked off at him, but so a little. This same cousin you went to the forum show with? No, it's a different one. Different it was cousin. a different one. Okay. Yeah, different cousin. He's he's even a bigger jam band fan than me. So he he is. Uh, so he he flew in from. He lives in Jersey. Um, so we penciled. Ah. He's, yeah, so he's oh, a wow. Jersey guy. So we penciled in. We wanted to go to um, Santa Barbara. He'd never been to the bowl. So I was like, I say, hey, well, I think I'm in town that weekend. I'll, you know, it's a Friday night. You know, I'll, I'll probably be working on Saturday, but you know, we can go on Friday. Lo and behold, he gets he gets his tickets and he's flying out. And I say, and it's uh, and it, the goop, the uh, Wiltern show kind of popped up after the like it wasn't on the original tour. It kind of popped up, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh wow, they're playing the Wiltern, so we'll go to that too. And it sucked, but then you know, the college football schedule came out, and I had a game on Friday. So I, which I was doing it from LA, but means I couldn't go to the bowl. So I was like, well, all right, you get, so change your dates, come in on Thursday. We'll go to the Wiltern and then we'll maybe we'll go to Ohana fest. They're going on Saturday. We'll go down there. So, so he was coming in, but his, he's flight delay. So we're texting and texting. So I literally swoop him up at LAX. My great wife dropped us off at the Wiltern. We're running in and it's pretty much right as uh, blood buzz Ohio was finishing. So we, we get in there, we get our drinks and we get going. So we saw the, the last couple songs for the first set, but it was, you know, I'm following along on the, uh, on the phone, chasing their, <laughs> what they're, what they're starting with. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I would have been furious. It's more, it's, it's more just like giving him hell, giving him hell. So, right. but he, I mean, and he can't like planes, trains and automobiles. Exactly. I've been there. I've traveled so much. Yeah. It, it, it could have been worse. He could have been, just completely canceled or something yeah. like that. Whatever. It, it's always could be worse on a on a uh, when you're traveling cross country on a flight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cross so. country. Yeah, for sure. Let me ask you about the Wiltern. So it's like Art Deco outside. Is it those Art Deco theaters kind of? Because we have one in uh, Baltimore called the Senator. It still shows movies, and like I saw everything there. It's not as much as it, it is, but not much. I mean, it may have, it has the wool turn on the side and it's, it's part of a bigger building. Like it's got a pretty big building. I'm not sure what's above it, maybe apartments or something, but uh, it's the, you know, the wheel turn and not too much. Like there's other ones down in LA, downtown LA are way art decoed out. Okay. Yeah. You know, like the, the mine theater, the Velasco, all those, it, it's kind of crazy how it's really cool how they're kind of, Re, re, re-energizing that downtown area music scene and it's, it's pretty cool yeah when i went i just had to go to the strip to see the whiskey and the rainbow room and like right and that's like and that's west hollywood so i'm like downtown la is like you would never really go down right. there like i would for no. music right no yeah. and now i mean I, I, I went down i saw james addiction down there pulling off a of pyro it was like there's like little little niche bands that are kind of playing down there that are, it's really kind of cool and it's it's uh it's just fun to see it it's fun to see that happening yeah that's awesome man that's like kind of a side treat to the yeah. whole experience is that that part yeah of it. oh it's just so cool yeah to walk around and see it it's, it's really cool goose came into this after two nights in oakland yeah um so they did yeah. you know they played a bunch right. of shows in in cali two nights in oakland then this night and then they were in santa barbara and then they did the ohana festival after that so definitely a lot of great music coming out of that part of the tour skinny you want to hit the uh first set here yeah so set one starts with animal silver rising turbulence in the night rays blood buzz ohio Red Bird and then Tumble. 
Blood Buzz Ohio is the national, which I've heard like kids talk about it at school, like teenagers. Though. From Cincinnati. From Cincinnati. Are they from so, Cincinnati? I didn't know yes. that. I yes. meant today to like listen to the actual song from them, but I didn't do it. <laughs> I did. You did? They're kind of, yeah, you, yeah. It's a little, you really have to get in. Like it's, I'm kind of 50-50 on them. And let's not jump ahead because we'll jump ahead to that because I do have some serious thoughts about that but i'm actually pissed for you <laughs> that you missed the animal because i've listened to the one i'm listening to europe backwards so i'm listening to like shows that they played last in the european tour and then go working back forward of course you are of course you are <laughs> yeah i'm a loser so <laughs> exactly exactly so. The, 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 you gotta change shit up on these Just shows. to be different. Everybody's be talking different. about the same shit. You're a fucking trendsetter, bro. <laughs> I know. Wow, whatever. The animal on this is absolutely sick. So I, I've listened I to the European tour, and there's an animal from Brussels that I really like. But this yeah. one is so dark. And then I watched the video. Man, it's Trevor. It's all Trevor. The, uh, he's like my new favorite, if he wasn't already uh, a yeah. member of the band. And I'm not just trying to be obscure and say he's my favorite because nobody no, says no. anything. About I like him. it. He's got he's got a look. <laughs> he's got a look, and he he's awesome. And this had like the lights too. It was like deep reds and purples. So yeah, I'm pissed that you missed this because oh, the jam yeah. out of the I'm beginning after the, the <laughs> verse is sick. I didn't let my I didn't let my cousin forget that. So we that. This whole show, and I've I listened to I haven't listened to all the Europe shows, but I listened to pretty much all of the fall tour shows. Red Rocks was really good. Yeah. Fort Collins was really good. The show for me was probably mm-hmm. one of my top ones for the fall tour. Really? Because oh yeah, because first of all, the set list I knew all the songs, which I yeah helps helps. <laughs> He's still catching up. No, I'm with you. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. It was. I didn't know all of them. Though. But the energy and the way they connected this set. So the animal to start is 14 minutes. It's ripping. Um, as Skinny said, it gets a little bit dark. I love the music part of this. The lyrics, it took me a little bit of time to come around on. Like the monkeys are working their abdominals. Like what are they doing? Fucking sit-ups in the gym. And the elephant in the middle of it sick yeah and i will also add that i i had to this is um, i I'm, i don't know maybe this is just a sign of a bigger problem but I, I like every time i listen to animals i'm like god I, like how hard did they have to try to find something that rhymed with abdominals that's pretty good i didn't even think of that i actually googled how many so- like uh, other songs with the word abdominals? Oh my gosh, <laughs> abdominals! Yeah, how many? Well, I, I couldn't get like an accurate count because, um, but one that actually stood up that um, I, I was a a band that I had heard about was Echo and the Bunny Man, and there's a song called Heaven Up Here, and and they say good band. About- they say something about abdominals there, but... Very good band. One of my favorites from the 80s. It took me a little bit of time to come around on Animals, but now... Or, or Animal. And now I absolutely love the tune, and I love at the end 
I don't know. I think it was Rick said, "Keep the change, you filthy animal." And Home, Al- <laughs> Home Alone is like my favorite movie. And you know, here's a Home Alone fact about you're a big Macaulay Culkin fan. <laughs> Uh, you know, no, I like his brother Kid. that uh, was in uh, yeah, Succession. Succession. There, yeah, there. Thank you, Joaquin. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Kieran. But do you know that the movie that he watches that says "Keep the Change of Filthy Animal" was a made-up movie for Home Alone? So that was a, I just learned that. Yes, recently. I did. Know anyway, that. Mm-hmm. so I love that. Did you clickbait. <laughs> clickbait. It was a, t- a total clickbait thing. <laughs> After Animals, The Silver Rising, now I'm like Animal, and then they're like singing about a werewolf. I really like Silver Rising. It's a great transition tune. They can build in a nice jam to it. This is a little over 10, so it really kind of butts up nicely. But for me, I really like Turbulence and The Night Rays. This tune... That's interesting. I haven't caught on to this yet. But go ahead. No, so I really like the dramatic kind of feel in the opening, and then... It kind of turns into this more like, like it's kind of like an abrupt turn into this more poppy vibe. And I really like that. Like that's a tune that like I wake up in the middle of the night and I have like those lyrics running through my head, which is weird. (laughs) I know. We got to (laughs) talk. But I was also trying to think about like a fish equivalent here, like where this is in the set about, you know, about this time, like it can be, you know, 10, they can take it a little bit longer to like a 12 or 14 minute. And it kind of feels like maybe a little bit like a Wolfman's um, with mm-hmm. the way they bring it up and then they can really sink yeah. into a jam here. What about the vultures? No, uh, no, <laughs> I don't think that works at all. No. Vultures. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Shot down. Completely shot down. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I don't even care. (laughs) I don't like that song. That's what I said. I'm like, I'm trying to catch on to it, which usually means like, "Mm, skip. (laughs) I don't like it. You're sitting, standing there with your arms crossed. (laughs) Yeah. Nope. The Blood Buzz Ohio, the first of three covers. Um, We've talked a bunch about... Goose's cover selection, which is unbelievable. And we'll see. There's a couple of others in this show that are really, really good. But I love it. This one, honestly, I think they play the song better than the original. We've talked about that before. What do you think about that, Jake? Because I've been singing this in the car probably for the last like three days. I mean, like I said, I, I don't know if they play it better than the national. I, I, it's hard for me to to say that over like on a cover I mean they, they kill it they, I mean they absolutely I mean I love it I kind of remember when, I, when it first hit my radar that they were playing I was like whoa like I just would never dream that Goose is going to play a national cover in Blood Buzz Ohio is, of the national it's definitely one of the songs I've listened to a lot I mean you're from Ohio yeah from Ohio it's, they're from Cincinnati so we, I've definitely heard about them kind of give off like Radiohead vibes a little bit I'm a big Radiohead guy yeah yeah I can I'm waiting that. for a Radiohead cover from Eric Goose if they haven't done that yet I'm not sure I don't think so but that'd be interesting you walk into the show you catch catch the last couple of minutes of this did, I know. Did, 
Exactly. I told him, I was like, they're playing it for us, you idiot. And we're, we're not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you walked in, you're like, are you fucking kidding me? They're playing a band for Cincinnati. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of ironic that that was the song that you walked into the venue while they were playing. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, that, it's very that cool. That feels yeah, a little like yeah. Kismet there. Yeah. This was the sixth time they had played it. And interestingly, it debuted at Red Rocks in 2022, August of 2022. I mean, it's not something that they have. You know, really done extensively. I mean, six times and God, how many shows has Goose played in the last two years? 150, you know, 200, 180, something ridiculous. Do you know, like Mr. Numbers, do you know, like, how, what's their most uh, covered song? <laughs> that's your new nickname. I like it. <laughs> Mr. Numbers. I think I, that'd cool. be awesome, that's dude. I'm calling him that every time I see him now. Well, Mr. once Numbers? you said it, my immediate question would be, well, I wonder what their most covered song is. So, on a stretch. but That I don't, that is, <laughs> I'm still a goose All noob. Right. I know you'll uh, figure it out. I know you'll, you love numbers. You love numbers, you love getting into it. So. I will, I will look that up. So when you come on for the third time, I'll have that information <laughs> on hand. I do know that, in all seriousness, the covers, the selection of the covers that these guys have is so wide-ranging, and the execution, and I know Skinny's a big execution guy. Yes. (laughs) I mean, what am I fucking paying for? Yeah. Not execution? (laughs) Right. (laughs) They're the musicians. Right. I mean, I'm just a fucking (laughs) asshole. But with covers, it's a little bit different. I mean, it's a little bit of an interpretation, and... Doing the original justice, but adding your own flair to it. Goose, I really think, has mastered the ability to not only choose just some really sick covers to bring in, but in the way that they decide to play them, yeah. it just it just hits. I, I mean, there hasn't been a cover that I've heard that I've been like. I'll give I'll give you a really good example of that. So okay. I'm doing some creeping around, obviously their covers now too, because I like the way that they play them. I got stuck on one for a couple weeks. I've moved on now to this one, but the way it is by Bruce Hornsby in the range from the Ryman this. Uh, year but in march check that out so like right around when we saw him in, in philly at the Met. listen to that show i don't even care about like I, I know a lot like ryan storm and those guys do like jam of the year and all that shit like i don't have that fine tune yeah. in the year it's oh, all, yeah. i always think They're, yeah those guys are just smarter than me so i don't even fuck with them really i mean i listen to them once in a while because we had them on our show and shit but <laughs> you can just hear the energy in the crowd some guy in the front is just like Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. As they start to crank into the piano part of the intro of that song, and it is fucking fire for like nine minutes. So that, that's what I like about this Blood Buzz Ohio is they they don't play it straight, but they do play it straight, and then they have their own spin on it that rotate into the jam, and then they come out of it. Shit, in that way it is, they come back out of a jam. He's like. They passed the law in 64, and I'm like, what the fuck? It's perfect. <laughs> you know, that's why I like them. I think there's a lot of stigma about, oh, you could say, like, oh, they just fucking play covers really well. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm fucking here for that, for that all day long, bro. Yeah. So, and their own stuff is good. Yeah, you're so they're secure. You're very secure in their, their musical abilities, which is awesome. They're confident. They know what they're doing, so they have no problems playing a cover and playing it their, their own way. And I think it gives a sure. it gives us the fans a little slice into a little peek into the, what they what influenced them. 
you know, growing up. I mean, I, that's why I love covers. I love, it, to me, it's, I'm getting a peek of, all right, well, he listened like that song. Well, he liked this song. I can see where their musical minds go now a little bit. You get, you yeah. know, it's just cool. It's an easy, it's, it's a very cool way to uh, look at a band. Yeah, no doubt. One of my favorite covers, I, I told my wife this and she was like, bro, is Can't Get You Out of My Head. <laughs> Have you heard by Kylie Minogue or something like that? I don't Minogue. Minogue. <laughs> Minogue, Minogue. I have no fucking. You've never I, heard of Kylie Minogue? No, I have no fucking. Have you heard the real song? I have. I I listened to it because after I heard the cover, I was like, "Wow, that's really good." And then I had to go and listen to it, and my wife was like, "I love that." Oh, she's like a fucking like all the high school kids, like teenage girls, like that. And I listened and saw who it was. Oh, she's been around a long a while, yeah. And I mean, it's you know, it's a good tune, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I recognize it," but I had no idea who it was. So like. <laughs> Again, it ju- it's just that wide range that they pull from. And yeah. they're also, they're not afraid to sprinkle a few throughout a show. I mean, this was the first of three. We'll get to the yeah. other two in a minute. But that I thought was really well placed. And it really flowed nicely into the Redbird that followed up, which was a little over 17 minutes. And Redbird, for me, I took a little bit of time to come around to, but now I really I really like the tune. I've seen a couple of versions. This one, man, at about six minutes, they really blast off here, but then they also kind of level it off at like 12. There's a really nice blissful peak. There's definitely an emotion that comes through in that tune that it took me a while to discover, if that makes sense. Great live seeing that this summer at Peach glad they played two sets number one because I was like fucking hey that's just gonna be awesome so I was so ready for it it was the first night of the festival like they had just all these things going for it yeah. I and mean, they could have played fucking hot cross buns and I would have been <laughs> locked in <laughs> you know what I mean but right. Redbird does that to me with that heavy piano too Josh I think you're you're talking about that kind yeah. of that bliss that, that comes through on that song they, they got that song fucking wired and they can also yeah they can change up that jam quite a bit now of course like we never talk about like what key they're playing and <laughs> you can hear the change of keys just from like a bass a bass ear as a fan you, you can get the fact that they can play it in different keys and it's like wow man they can really harmonize with the different key too it's a, yeah pros man pros are fun to fucking watch dude i'm sure this was a, a really good memory too for you. you sometimes you get you're watching in awe just them just jamming and just kind of where it goes and you're right like it, it took a while but then it's like it just kind of just hit you like whoa and like you kind of look at your buddy like whoa like you just all of a sudden you realize, man, they are jamming right now. So it's just, it's yeah. just so fun. It's like you don't know exactly when it happens, but you both know it uh, just happened. It's really cool. Everybody got swept away and like fucking Calgon, take me away. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's our first Calgon reference. That was the seventies. Jake, where were you in the room? Were you guys? Is there a balcony there? Were you like on the, you know, like the the lower level? Yeah, for this one, we were sort of walking around, but I'll say that I, we didn't know where our uh, where our passes were going to get us. So we were just sort of walking around. We were getting a beer. Um, my buddy never seen the Wiltern, so he's kind of looking around. So we were sort of for this for the last two songs. For this song, for sure, we were sort of just in the back, right uh, on the floor, but right when you come in, come into it. 
And we were just kind of just hanging out standing because we didn't know how many more songs there were going to be left. So we were just going to stay there, just kind of, we don't know if this is a closer or whatever. So we just stood there and watched it for this one, for the first set. Right. And I got to imagine being that small of a space, the lights. Yeah. The Goose lights, their, their lighting director is fucking badass. Yeah. That'll get into, I'll get into that, you know, in the second set. We had a front row view to that. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> They uh, close the set here with Tumble, which is, I mean, you're talking a couple of, you know, back-to-back, 17-minute-plus tunes here. Unbelievable. I love this song, man. This this song rips. <laughs> Some interesting stats on Tumble. This was the 92nd time they had played it. It debuted in Boulder in January of 2019. Tumble, I feel like, has an opposite setup as Turbulence and the Night Rays, where the beginning of Tumble is a little bit more kind of poppy, and then there's this twist after a couple of minutes into a more darker groove. Yeah, just in that animal and tumble, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I really, I really love this tune. I love the lyrics. I love it too. I love this song too. This is another one, just like Skinny said before with the Redbird. Like this is one where it could have a little bit more of the deeper, darker groove, or it could they can maintain this kind of lighter, more uplifting type of energy. This one kind of felt nice and deep and groovy. And Trevor, again, I, I, Trevor, I think gets my MVP mm-hmm. for the first set here, just because of these these moments where really. like he drops a couple of bombs. And you can almost feel the room vibrate through the speakers of you know whatever you're listening to it on. And this tumble, mm-hmm. what a what a way to close the set. Perfect way to close the set for us. For, my cousin went nuts. It's one of his favorite songs, so he was going crazy. He loved it. That was when it was all right. We're finally we're in here. We you know we we're kind of we're discombobulated a little bit, trying to get our places. And we we sat there for Redbird and Tumble, just standing there, and like we're like all right, now we're we're in for a fun night. So, especially after those two. Especially just to drop right into a show after you get off the plane. I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's the thing. We forgot to talk about how kind of, tell your second cousin that's cool as shit. And you still got, like, you know, almost 40 minutes of music in. But, you know, I hadn't seen him in a while. Um, you know, we're old, you know, we're second cousins, but, you know, they, you know, we same age, high school, all that stuff together. But, we, you know, opposite ends of the coast, so it's always good to see him. So it's kind of like... It was kicking off a really good weekend, so we were we were really feeling it. Then. Right, I wouldn't need to go to the hotel, yeah. shower, put pick out my outfit, yeah. wear three. No, hats. he was yeah, he was ready to go. He was ready to go. Yeah, skinny. Did you catch like at, towards the end of this round, fourteen minutes? There's like almost it, it, it almost felt a little fish esque in the breakdown where the, the it felt like the jam kind of fell apart a little bit before they kind of picked it up to bring it to the finish i just know that this jam is like super good there's a there's actually decent video they have a balcony there yes they do and then we'll turn so somebody from the balcony kind of took it from the side which would be like i guess that's peter's side over there mm-hmm. that they took it from and they did a pretty good job for just like you know holding their phone up which i actually hate <laughs> <laughs> but the sound and everything came through on it so i was like oh i fucking like it. I'll have to check that out. Uh, if I was standing behind the guy, I'd be like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded really good, and just the lights and the uh, perspective from the wheel turn there, you kind of get a view of uh, 
you know what what they're doing and the sound was great and the jam is just to me I've heard a couple of tumbles and I, I think I think I've seen this before I want to say I saw it at uh, Merriweather or yeah at the Chrysalis but if I didn't see it it was the night before and I liked the version so I had it on like heavy rotation for a while yeah and this one just blows doors off of whatever I had I have to go back and remember even what I was listening to I want to say it was a Chrysalis but <laughs> I could be fucking totally off base there <laughs> how many minutes is this I don't, even, I don't have time counts almost uh, 17, uh, almost 17. Yeah, I mean, you're jamming. I mean, that's a, it's fire. I wouldn't even know probably this was the end of the sack uh, first. Like, I'd be like, oh man, what are they going to do next? Especially if I came in like you guys did. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you went to night two of the Chrysalis Skinny? Yes. They didn't play it. They did not. They did, they did not they play, play it the first no, night. They did, they did play Turbulence and the Night Rays. And then, um, let's see, the only other song from this show was Empress. Empress, yeah. All right, well, whatever. Who gives a shit? <laughs> oh, great. I came on to see what skinny stats are. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, I know more about Skinny's show stats than he does. Sure you do. It doesn't. I don't think anyone's shocked by that. <laughs> Through no fault of my own, like it's really. I'm just trying to like pick up the slack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> Well, let me read this first set off, obviously, because I'm slacking. From the Wiltern in L.A., California, uh, September 28, 2023, Goose starts off with Animal, Silver Rising, Turbulence in the Night Rays, Blood Buzz, Ohio, by The National, Red Bird, and then Tumble to Close. J-Dub, what do you got for set two, man? Set two from the Wiltern. Band comes out and opens with Empress of Organos, Wisteria Lane into Hollywood Nights, This Old Sea, Thatch, and they encore with Magic Carpet Ride. Now, when we had Ryan Storm on, one, two, three, four, five, I was told that a five song second set was no big deal with Goose, but. Did you know that, Jake? Because I didn't when he said that. I didn't know. I had no clue. Did you care? <laughs> no. I'm old. <laughs> And so a five-song second sets, a five-song second set still means something to me. And here we have a five-song second set with an absolutely beautiful empress to uh, open this set. So now you've had a chance to settle in. They come out, they drop a twenty-minute, almost twenty, you know, twenty-two-minute tune here. Now you've settled in. Did you guys find a spot to kind of watch the second set from? Yes. Yeah, so we found, so we kind of, uh, I, I saw a couple uh, buddies, talked to them a little bit, just ran in. Then we figured out, all right, we got to figure out where we're going to, where this pass gets us. It's got to be somewhere. We can't just be, you know, the Wiltern is, is, is uh, the floor is not, it's, it's not just an open floor. It's sort of sectioned out. Like it's kind of, it, it is sectioned out actually. There's like, bars around it's kind of hard to explain but it's just not open floor so there's like so when you get way down in the front it's just packed and it's like there's bars around it so you clearly can't go down there so we're just walking around and then we see where the audio board is and the video board and the visual board and we see a guy checking the pass i was like i guarantee our better pass can get us in there so we walk in there and he looks at us, come on in, and it's not crowded. It's got just, a, you know, it's just a healthy number of people, but just so you have some room to space out. And I'm like, dude, uh, there's, a, there's a lighting director right there. I mean, we're 
So I'm gonna, it's like, that's exactly where I'm gonna watch the show. I, I sat right in the middle. He was probably about three feet in front of me. We were dead set on to the uh, to the stage, to the audio boards right next to us. So we know we're getting the best sound. So like, this is what, it, so we, yeah, that was, that was like, all right, this is gonna be a fun set. So, and it just, it, to me, it was great. And we can talk about it more because of some of the songs, but watching him work the audio, or I'm sorry, the, the visuals of, uh, the, of the lights and you know I'm kind of a geek like that since I work in the business and I, I just I really just was my head was like head like that I was listening to that and listening to the song and listening seeing how he programmed the lights and how he kind of just manipulated not not manipulate but did did the set pretty much and it just was really it was one of my best vantage points for a concert I've ever had it was really cool I'm a big fan of being by the middle back towards like the soundboard so number one there's always more room back there yeah yeah we went to nashville and every night i planted myself right there and there was like this riser that was covering cable so it makes me like six five instead of six two and then like amy my wife is really short so but she could stand on it and kind of get a perspective the sound is amazing back there so we've always we've done that a lot i think hampton uh, 13, we were back there like that. And like, we just, you know, that's kind of, it's a little bit more spaced out and get in and out real quick. Perfect. Uh, that's gotta be cool for a smaller venue too. And to be like, you're in the mix. Cause we saw them in, in Nashville, like Corona had, you know, people had passes and they had kids and stuff and they were going right up in there and, you know, it was right next to us. It was cool. Yeah. It was really cool. You know, the technical aspect too, especially for somebody that's in your line of work. Right. And, I mean, you're staring at all of these screens, and I love the videos you post where you've got, you know, the big board of all of these links for right. music, and then you, and then yeah. your finger comes in and plays, you know, one or the other, and I'm like trying to look and see, like, what else is on the right. board, and the science, I guess, behind programming something like that, and then keeping it going. I'm sure for somebody like you that has a just an intrinsic value and interest in being a part of it and just seeing the operation, right? Because, you know, seeing how it all comes together. And I'm a big fan of any location in or, or, you know, around the area of the soundboard. I mean, I'll watch Corrode, but I don't know if uh, he's pushing buttons. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. (laughs) I didn't know what he was doing. It was just cool to watch him push buttons. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he is blasting those lights like right in my face. Like I'm almost seeing exactly what he sees, hearing what he's hearing. You know, so that had to be, I think, you know, pretty cool. And the lights too. I mean, the lights are, the goose lights are, wow. For this show, they're really good. They stepped up their light game. It's over a year since I've seen them. So, but I'm like, he yeah, definitely stepped up their light game. Yeah. Big time. You see, you saw the rig. You see the rig. So you know, obviously, they got, you know, they're not messing around. You see the computer monitor. So he's not messing around. He's got, not to get techy, he's got inputs, 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 and he is programming and he is like, this is not an easy job. And when you have to anticipate too, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to know what they're going, yeah. where they're, you know, what the right. band is about to do. I'm sure there's some sort of visual communication with the guys on stage. Do you have to know like certain gesticulations that they make, like what to do? I don't know. I think he probably, maybe he's probably got a great ear. He can probably has, and he probably knows when they're getting ready or when they're coming out of a jam or when they're coming into one. And um, it's just, if you kind of, you know, when you pay attention to it, it's really impressive. 
And then it's just, you have to program those lights to make, you know, just because just you program doesn't mean they're going to look good. And so, so you're programming how they're moving and how they're, you know, the, the colors and the filters. And it's just, it's a, it's a very uh, under, I think, underappreciated job. I don't know if it's underappreciated, but I think it's, I don't know. Some people, they just think it's lights going around, but that's a. <laughs> I don't want to meet that dude or lady. No, but that's an expensive, that's an expensive add-on to a sheet when they're touring around. That rig doesn't, you know, that, that costs money and he's, you know, it's a whole other crew setting it up and, you know, that cable is wiring. It's just, that's a lot. Like, like that's just not something you just can go. Local unions. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you have to respect it. So. Are you on location at every game? For NFL, for sure. For NFL, yeah. but for college, your satellite or it depends on? College, it depends. Yeah. But mostly I've been on both, but NFL is always on site. College is kind of. Mix. Yeah, because I was I was wondering because I thought that sometimes you were still in LA when you were doing college stuff, but then I know you travel. Definitely, this year was definitely LA college. Now you'll you'll see me out and about for NFL on site because the college season is kind of wrapped up. Now, will you Correct. do a bowl game too? Mm-mm. Just no. all straight NFL. Yep. Okay. All right. Good. Well, it's good to have you. With us. <laughs> You're like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good reaction. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. After Empress, they go into a uh, about a fifteen minute Wisteria Lane. I think there was really a little bit of a um, dark theme to this second set. The Wisteria kind of brought that forth a little bit too. Around seven, I felt they did a little Michael Jackson too before. It. Oh, was there? They did a little beat it. Oh, okay, I must, yeah. oh, I must have missed that. Yeah, I, kinda, I don't know if they just mess around with that, but it was like yeah, you could hear it. Yeah, yeah, I could hear it. You could hear the yeah the <laughs> little change. It's interesting about like teases and stuff. I, I just remember you know the good old Grateful Dead days, like trying to pick out teases and stuff, and it was kind of a little bit of a game and then yeah. we used to do it seeing fish when i first started seeing them it was like all oh, talking about that and then i don't really talk about that anymore and then i think i hear it like with goose and fish still and then well you know who does it does it a lot is umphreys oh umphreys teases a lot oh my gosh yeah they i mean within songs and songs like you're almost like god is that that's acdc and then they come out of it no it's not there's metallic they are like messing with your mind man yeah Exactly. Exactly what they're doing. J-Rad does that, but with, like, Grateful Dead tunes. Yes. And, you know, yes. my problem with the yes. teases is I might recognize it, but, man, fuck if I can put my finger on, like, a band or a song name. Exactly. <laughs> it does. It does. Mind. It messes that's with your, your mind. mind. Yeah, it don't give me gray hairs. So, I, again, that's why I, I, I started over the last several years, just, like, no expectation, Eddie. I'm like, I don't know what it is. You know, even if I do, <laughs> it, you know, I just keep it to myself. Well, it's hard not to recognize Michael Jackson. Yeah, I mean, come on. I was moonwalking years ago. He's really dialed it back in his uh, older years. Yeah, I'm trying to be wiser. Exactly. <laughs> Let me know if it's working out for you guys. Right. After Wisteria, we get our second cover of the evening, Bob Seger's Hollywood Nights. Now, this was the eighth time they had played it. And Skinny, you saw one of these at Peach which was the last time they played it before this show. They had an awesome picture of it, too. The only time they've played it in L.A., but, I mean, I can't imagine the energy in that room when... Well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. just the lyrics of this tune and... It's a great song. Yeah, the vibes. 
Yeah, not to, no, yeah, yeah. He vibes there. Not to piss Skinny off, but I didn't get my phone out. I took it. A- <laughs> 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 just kidding. <laughs> I did it during when I saw him at Peach. Like, I tried to do it real quick, like, click, 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 click. Sorry, everybody. And then I put it in my pocket. Well, I recorded a little bit. I was like, this is kind of cool. I've, you know, I've been in Hollywood area for almost 20, over 20 years now. And I was telling my cousin, like, people are in the heart of Hollywood right now. Or that's just after the show, the heart of Hollywood. And they're belting out Hollywood Nights, so that was kind of cool. That that to me, that was my favorite one. That was my favorite song. It was cool. Perfectly placed. Yeah. Perfectly placed cover, not only in the set, but I think in you know obviously the the location and in Hollywood. Yeah. You know what? I think sometimes you throw the crowd a bone like this because it makes it better. I know. It makes it better. Yeah. It just makes the song better. Rick throws in the like the Bob Seger like moans. Yeah. How how do you want it done? Right. You want it slowed down, you want it sped up. Like I've heard a couple of versions that this one too in particular. Like some maybe a little bit slower or a little bit faster tempo, but the tempo is fine. You can tell how they can play it a little bit differently if they wanted to, but they also fucking nail it. Perfect. They get a nice little, you know, three, four minute jam in there too. Where you're, yeah. Again, it's like that interpretation, right? Like they're doing it justice for the Bob Seger version, but they're also adding that flair that is their own sound. And I mean, I've definitely belted this out in the car <laughs> a couple of times, you know? Who hasn't? And I'm like, I'm not the hugest Bob Seger fan, but like Hollywood Nights is like, you know. It's like, who hasn't been to high school? <laughs> oh, yeah. Who hasn't? Who hasn't? I bet you he's a good show. He's a good concert. I would, yeah. You know, you'll know every song. You will know every song. And every song's just a, a banger. He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this one. <laughs> like, to me, his music brings me back to like fucking my dad's eight track. Like, I mean, that's a Bob Seger. Bob Seger is like the granddaddy of eight tracks. <laughs> He's a man. That was a very fun song and very, uh, it kind of, it, it really did, uh, it hit us. It hit me for sure, big time. Oh, well, that's, that's amazing. That's awesome, too. Yeah. So these, so the two covers we get, Blood Bows, Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio, and then Hollywood Nights, you know, 20 years in Hollywood, L.A., you know, there's definitely a connection there. Yeah, that's cool as shit. Yeah, exactly. I didn't think about that, yeah. You know, you're in this small room, the lights are blasting you in the face. (laughs) I mean, it just just sounds funny. It was, yeah. (laughs) Fucking take me back, Calgon. (laughs) Yes, seriously. There we go. I want to go back to that. (laughs) The next song, This Old Sea, nice little breather here. It's a crier for some people. That's a tear jerk song. Was, I like it, but you did. I, I did go get a beer on that. I did go get a beer on that one. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes in the car, you know, when we used to drive around, you know, twenty some odd years ago, we like I would skip songs and stuff. Now he would be impressed because I actually will listen to like the whole thing. Even these... I don't believe that first. <laughs> it's totally true. Uh, what I do now is I get this... Uh, I'm completely like just... I'll hook on a version of a song and I can't let it go for a couple weeks and then I'll, I won't listen to it. So if Pater skips the tune, you get upset? No. <laughs> well, I try to control the tunes right. in the car. 
<laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, and we just had Groove Safe on, and here I am talking about controlling tunes with my wife in the car. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> they close the second set here with a 20-minute thatch. Thatch is my favorite goose tune right now, and... That's interesting. There is just something about every from the opening notes to this to the way they build the peak of the lyrics and then the range of which with which they can jam this one has really put Thatch into the forefront. Now, I, with all you know, fair honesty here, I have also liked Arcadia and Hunger Sight and. Yeah, why not? Those songs are great. Coming around on Redbird. <laughs> Redbird. Right. I have had multiple favorite Goose songs, but Thatch is holding down that spot for right now. And this version um, does nothing to change that because they never, I feel like they never quite get to that peak. Like it's just this constant build, super energy. Nice back and forth between Rick and Peter. Some nice guitar work from Peter here, um, which I have a little bit of trouble like distinguishing like when he is two guitar goose. Yeah, when 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 they're two guitar and when you know I can pick out obviously when he's on keys, but he, I, I wouldn't even call him like a rhythm. <laughs> you can pick out when he's on keys and not guitar. Yeah. Because he's not really a rhythm guitarist. I, I mean, Skinny, honestly, like I had trouble picking out like what Bob Weir was playing in, you know, some Grateful Dead stuff because it felt like he was only playing like one strum every like couple of seconds. Right. And, a good point. You're right. Um, so I, <laughs> you know, I really always had a little bit of trouble hearing Bobby. So maybe that's carrying over here a little bit. But and the other thing is I'm also, you know, I, I'm conditioned to listen to one guitar, one piano, one bass, and then a rhythm section. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, you know, everybody, you know, has their own inabilities. Yeah. <laughs> I'm full of them. But this thatch, I mean, absolutely fire way to bring down uh, the house at the end of this show. A beautiful cap to the first set. And then the encore with Magic Carpet Ride, the third cover here, Steppenwolf. Right. What are their roots? Steppenwolf's roots are from what? Uh, they're not L.A., are they? I think so. I don't know. I, I man. I would have thought they're like Detroit or something like that. Yeah, but we needed an assistant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a real-time assistant would be great. They're from Canada. Oh, they're from Canada. Maybe they play that for Ryan Storm. <laughs> I have they're from Los Angeles here. Canadian American rock band that was prominent from 1968 to 1972. The group was formed in late 1967 in L.A. I knew they had some connection. John K. Goldie McJohn and Jerry Edmonton, all formerly of the Canada band The Sparrows. Oh, The Sparrows. Not really going to be a great name going out in the rock and roll scene. (laughs) Not a lot of bikers are called The Sparrows. (laughs) Think about the number of epic tunes that this band has. Magic Carpet Ride, Don't Step on the Grass, Sam, Rock Me, Born to be Wild. Born to be Wild. Magic Carpet Ride got me into rock and roll. I thought Kiss got you into rock and roll. No, that was just my brother. 
But like classic rock, magic carpet ride, man, you cannot go wrong with this song. No, this is a great one. It's just the way it comes at yeah. you. It definitely has an LA feel though. You know, like it's That's true. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean it sounds almost like LA woman a little bit. You should be in you should be in Venice Beach, you know, when you hear this tune. Yeah. Yeah, it's playing from like a transistor radio, yeah. L.A. Woman. Yeah. yeah, those songs are like, that's why I said L.A., I think, at the beginning of it, because it's like they have to have some connection. Yeah, I never, I never put put that together. Yeah, that's a good point. There is a sound over there, you yeah. know. Isn't that it's weird? Sound. Like, yeah. there's, a, there's a sound. I, I can't necessarily put my finger on what that sound is, but it, there's a sound nonetheless. Yeah, like the L.A.'s, that's the L.A. sound to me is like that late 70s to 80s when you get into like, you know, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, like all that. Well, and you also have like, you know, the ramp up of like the Lakers and Showtime and, you know, I feel like that yeah. kind of paralleled some of yeah. that scene too, Absolutely, right? absolutely. I mean, Magic Carpet Ride has like distorted guitar in the beginning of it before the intro, before they break into the verse, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. L.A. Woman has that... Long, 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 yeah, like, blah, 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 blah. like it's crazy. And Fish played LA Woman when you stubbed us down on the uh, October 24th show from 2021. They did, the yes, they did. Life is a yes. donut, <laughs> life is a circle. Life, life is a That's circle. Our theme this season, it is. <laughs> hey, yeah. we can run with that. We can run with yeah. that. This was the 10th time they had played Magic Carpet Ride, too. Tenth so, time. wow, another that. cover that you might not um, expect in this spot, but. Man, yeah. three amazing covers, a great original set as far as what they played. So let me just review the second set. They open with Empress of Organos, Wisteria Lane into Hollywood Nights, This Old Sea, and then a monster 20-minute thatch to close the set with a magic carpet ride encore Steppenwolf cover. So we get the three covers there, Blood Buzz, Ohio, Hollywood Nights, Magic Carpet Ride. Um, we're not talking about a ton of songs overall in this whole show. You've got five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. I mean, you're talking 12 songs in the whole show, but man. It's a fun night in L.A., though. <laughs> Banger. I mean, it's what you do, it's what you do with those 12 songs, right? Right. I think anyone left there felt like they got, oh, man, we just got 12 songs. At least I know I did. I saw a lot of smiling faces after the show and a lot of uh, happiness, and I'm to me, it's just that was a that was almost a, a perfect show for me for Goose. I think because I, I like we said before, I love the way they do covers. I love the range they do. I love everything about it, and I love just the the confidence they have. Like, hey, we're going to do three covers and during a show, one of our shows, and we're going to you know do them our way, but we're going to pay respect to what they are. And it's just to me, that's just that's awesome. And we're going to do some bangers before. What did you do after the show? Well, that was when it was like, well, as always, when I said, well, we're going to see what these passes get us. So we're, uh, so we're, we're walking around. We let the uh, venue kind of clear. And we just walked down to the side stage, and there was like a little line of people uh, just waiting back there. I was like, I bet you that's where, I bet you that's where we can go. Because, you know, they, you give these passes, you never really know what you can do. So I'm not the one to ask, like, hey, can I do this, do this? I just, I'm just happy to get it. It's like, all right, sure. whatever I get. Better to ask for forgiveness and permission right exactly i was telling my buddies again like, hey, you know just act like we you know you know if you act like where you were belonging here nine times out of ten they'll just they'll see it but uh so we got to go um they saw us out there letting people back so all right let's just go down there so we go in there it's to the side stage 
Uh, and then you go downstairs in the basement of the Voltron. There's like your, you come downstairs and to the left, you can see like the, uh, I guess that's like dressing rooms and stuff. And to the right, it's kind of like the, the green rooms. Um, so we went to the right and there was a couple there. Uh, ben was in there. Trevor was in there. So they're kind of chatting with some people. And me and my buddy Brian, we go in there and just kind of hang out. I still have my beer and we're kind of just, you know, looking around and um, finally, you know, that's good times. That's exactly. Awesome, finally, dude. I know. Like, I see Tre actually Trevor went in there yet, yeah, and like Ben was there, and I see Trevor walking down the hall. So he had to come right past us. So we stop him, and I kind of said what you guys said, dude. It's like, you were fucking like, we give him all props, and he was <laughs> killing it tonight. I finally talked to him. He's he was so nice, and uh, I saw um, the lady who gave us the uh, the passes, Sam. She came down and met us, and she introduced me, and. Uh, he did. She. He said, "Hey, this is." She said, "This is the guy that played your guys' song for the Super Bowl." And he got. He, you know. And then he goes, "Oh my God!" And he's like, <laughs> well, that's like awesome. dude. So yeah. So he. He and Ben came over. So we're talking, and um, and we just we we shot the shit. And he was like, he's. I just. I was just. I was like, man, I can't believe you guys' rise in this. And he was, you know, I was like, had you, you know, they're getting ready to go to Europe too. I was like, you guys are going to Europe in the next month. He's like, yeah, I've never been there. So everyone's really excited. And we're, you know, we're really to have some fun over there and um he asked me where i was originally from it's in cincinnati he he called that trevor called that his or goose's kind of home away from home he said that was their and he said i think we were talking about they did new year's eve there and he said they um they did a show in cincinnati i don't know what year i could probably find but he it was like a year or two ago it wasn't that long ago it was very early on in their rise it was a very small uh, Maybe it was area okay i'm wrong it could be, but then because then they went somewhere to Denver to do a show, and they did another show on the back end in Cincinnati. And they said when they came back, uh, the place was packed. So like they, it was the first show in Cincinnati wasn't uh, too many people there, or there's a, a scattering of people there. They do a couple more shows, they come back, and the place is sold out, packed out. And they're like, oh my god, they, you know that he said that was our first inclination, like hey, we're uh, you know maybe we're onto something here. So he said Cin Cincinnati will always have a home for us. And I kind of so see, cool. I can maybe that's where they get the national, you know, Blood Buzz Ohio and all that. But he was, uh, he was as cool as you could look as he is on this, as in the back and the backstage. I was just like, man, you have like the, the ultimate rock, just, just the sunglasses, the hair, and you're just back there. It is. He's like, you, you appreciated that. That was fun. I talked to Ben, the drummer, telling me how he's watching the Super Bowl. And he was like, did I just hear our song on there? So it was, it's kind Yeah, of, that's awesome as shit, dude. I mean, that's respect, you know what I mean? Bob Marley, respect, respect. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But it's it's awesome. But I'm like saying to them, so I'm like, it's, it's very cool. I think at that so. point, though, there's got to be like, you know, a little bit of like a, a mutual respect, right? Like yeah. there's a lot of music that you could choose from and to put their tunes into you know, a national broadcast like that. And I know there's a process to get the music approved, so it's not like they're not aware that it's happening. Right. I don't know how much aware they are sometimes. I right, don't it's know. Right, it's probably a management company yeah. that's like, yeah, we're exactly. going to Well, if they listen to Stub Me Down, they would be, they would know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so. But, if, I mean, of course a management company is going to be like, oh, yeah, you want to play our tunes on a, you know, a nationally televised football game or, or even just a regionally televised football game. Like, right. you know, that's that's got to be a draw for... You know, especially a band like Goose that's still chasing it a little bit. Yeah, that's cool that you got the opportunity to do that. Yeah, that was uh, so. Then we uh, 
you know, it's, I'm always, we're always wary of like, all right, these guys, you know, they're working back there. And I could tell this is kind of like, you know, their area. They've had some friends there. They're doing pictures, but you know, they're heading up to Santa Barbara, you know, the next day. And, um, you know, they're on tour. Tour's a grind, I'm sure. So yeah, it's, yeah. uh, we uh, said, all right, we see a date. It was awesome. Hopefully we'll see it. So see you in Ohana. We're going to go to Ohana Festival. That's cool. That looked like a good festival set too. They're a good festival set band, I feel like. The Ohana Fest Festival itself uh, was one of the best vibe festivals I've ever been to. It's very, I mean, it's in a, it's in uh, Doheny Beach, which is like in the middle of, in the middle, like in between LA, Orange County and San Diego. It's right in the middle, right on the beach. The vibe was cool. It's just all food trucks. And it's Eddie Vedder. It's Eddie Vedder's festival. So, you know, he's going to have. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, it's been going on forever. And it just is always on a weekend. And um, I luckily had this Saturday off. And they, you know, Sam, the, the Goose uh, touring uh, manager, she hooked us up with uh, passes again. So we got, you know, right to on. see a little backstage. Yeah. Shout out to Sam. Yeah, I was just going to say. We have to put this in. the. This has to be in the podcast. My cousin Brian, he can, you know, he comes down again. You know, luckily we'd already been backstage, all this stuff. We'd seen Goose and uh, uh, we're on drugs. And, you know, there's a couple, you know, Eddie Vedder was coming. So, hey, let's go back and let's get a drink. There's bathrooms and stuff. And somehow this guy loses his wristband for the VIP. <laughs> exactly. Somehow he does. So we're going back. I thought he was kidding. I was like, come on, you're not, you don't, <laughs> it's like, no, I guess, I guess I was rocking too hard, but you guys been to festivals. You know how hard those are to get off? It's like, how do you? No, that's never happened to me. I would be fucking pissed if yeah. it did too. No, I don't think I've ever lost one. Yeah. Right. It, it was, it, luckily it was, I mean, it's towards the end of the night, but I'm just like, oh gosh. So um, it's almost, was a great story. Luckily we'd already been back there and it's sort of, you know, it's backstage, but not really bad. It's like, there's all sorts of VIPs uh areas there but it was like clean bathrooms and cool little food areas and beer no lines but the festival though was a great vibe so it's like there wasn't like ah, i'd rather be out here anyway so it's kind of so it's just it's more of a good story and more of like i can't wait to listen to him hear this knowing he he lost his past <laughs> he had a chance he yeah. had a chance to like get like a late night like teriyaki kebab or something with like a soda and then like <laughs> sorry about that bracelet brian right he's back there hoarding right. all the food <laughs> right exactly exactly but to your point the ohana fest is a very a very cool fit and goose put on an unbelievable set there too because it's just you know you see him at a festival they have 55 minutes so they got to get going they they, yeah, just, yeah, they pack yeah. if you don't know who they are but then, like yeah. i like yeah. not somebody else not right. knowing who they are but i do and you can kind of get closer and get the whole yeah vibe. you yeah, can yeah. see that and it's kind of cool that like the festival has two stages so it's only two one's playing and one's getting ready so one once it's done you literally just kind of meander over to the next stage you don't have to make any choices no choices there. that's what i love and we yeah. you know after goose yeah. was the world on drugs which i'd never seen before which a lot of people swear by that man a lot of people are into them yeah they put on a good show from what i've heard uh, i'll tell you this look up their glastonbury uh performance of under the under the pressure just do that do look up that and you'll see that vibe so that was a cool little i'd never i'd heard of them but never seen them so like a goose to we're on drugs is a kind of a cool uh Cool little uh, double bill there. Same as Glastonbury. Glastonbury, uh, under the pressure. That to me, if you when you watch that video, that to me is a vibe of a concert. Like they they are playing like at sunset, 
the band is in it, or uh, the band's in it, but the fans are into it. And then Glass of Berries, yeah, all the fans are crazy. But that to me is like, it's just, uh, so, I mean, I, I learned about that after the fact. I went, I came home from Ohana. I was like, I'm going to look these guys up. And because they played that song at Ohana, I was like, dude, this is a jam. Dude. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And then it, and then it hooked you. I love it when music does that, dude. I fucking love it when music does that. That's the best fucking thing. Yeah, I, I bet you guys would love this song. Exactly. You guys will listen to this song. And it was like, oh, I, I guarantee you'll be like, all right, I'm going to listen to a couple more of these guys' songs. So. We take racks. I take racks all the time. I, I got to. Otherwise, I'm going to die. So. Jake, man, thank you so much for coming back on and, and uh, stubbing us down on this Goose Show from the Wiltern, September 28th, 2023 in L.A. Dude, it's so great to hang out with you again and talk some sports ball and music and all the things. No, it's just fun, man. <laughs> sports. Sports is great. <laughs> Honestly, out of all of the people we've met, uh, through doing the podcast and talking music, like you're one of the most fun, coolest. It's been so much fun, like teasing the online and going back and forth on Twitter. It's and, very fun. Um, we're just so grateful for your time, your love of music, and I will thank you on behalf of all of the sports fans um, <laughs> that are also music fans for yeah. adding those little nuggets in when you are producing these games because honestly dude it's one of the coolest things i think that i've seen that has popped up in the mainstream that is a a nod to the community that has grown out of fish and the grateful dead and these jam bands and um the way you incorporate it and the moments that it gets in there and how this has kind of become a trend in sports is really cool I'm not yeah. sure how big the Venn diagram of music and sports fans is. I think it's pretty big. <laughs> it's pretty I big. big. But I also know there are a lot of music fans that probably couldn't tell the difference between a football and a basketball. So the fact that I think you're even pulling maybe some of those people in is just so cool. And, um, you know, we're just super grateful for you and, uh, love you, man. Thanks for joining us again, man. It's awesome. It's always a blast. I, we need to, uh, I can't wait to see you guys in person. I think, uh, I think that's coming soon. The festival, man. I think that's what we decided, uh, yeah. right? That's Dover. Right. I, I gotta think you guys are going to try to get the sphere. I gotta think that maybe that's going to be Josh, not me. What? Yeah, I'm going to Aruba, dude. <laughs> like, I mean, we're doing island tour now, just me and Amy. <laughs> there you go. That's a good That's a good. We're one. trying to go. We put in, we're trying to go to the first three nights of the Sphere. Um, in any case, we're going to try and get to at least one or two nights. So we'll be in touch offline. I'm going to definitely be there for Thursday, the first night. Then I got to go off. Yeah, I will be there for sure. I'm just like, I'm willing it. I'm willing it. <laughs> Putting it. Put it out there, bro. Yeah, put it out there. Exactly. So we're trying to do Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And, um, well, we'll be in touch as uh, as all of those plans come together. Yeah, but definitely Dover. Dover Festival. I would, I would be there. Now, that's the perfect time for me because it's right before the season kicks off. Absolutely, Dover. We definitely got to get together for that. Because that's why I'm like, we're making this happen because um, I've been to Dover many times for NASCAR, but I need to go there for a fish show. I can't wait. I can't wait. 
Jake, thanks again, dude. We love you, man. You know that. And, uh, you know, we're so happy to have you on. So, uh, thanks guys. Yeah. Yeah, man. The, the fucking hits keep on coming, man. We'll have you back on. I'm sure you'll be their first third time guest. <laughs> All right. I will. I'll do it. I love it. If you want to check us out on the socials, we are on Twitter or X at stub underscore me underscore down. We're also on Instagram and threads and blue sky stub underscore me underscore down. Blue skies just stub me down. Check Check us out. We are all over the place on the socials, and we would love to engage with you. Hey, we want to thank our guest, Jake Jolivet, for joining us today from Fox Sports, stubbing us down on Goose from September 28th, 2023 at the Wiltern in Los Angeles. Skinny, great job as always. I love you, brother. And hey, thank you for checking us out for Season 5, Episode 2. Episode 51 total, man. Hard to, be- hard to believe that we keep uh, doing this thing, but it's been so much fun, and we're going to keep rocking. So thank you so much for checking us out, and we will see you the next time you need to get out of your shitty seats and down to the path. Jake, love you, man. Thanks, Jake. Love you guys. I'll talk to you.